Welcome to the Think Beautifully series podcast by Noble Panacea, where we value beauty through smart voices, intellectual exchange, and empowering conversations. I am Céline Talabaza, the CEO of Noble Panacea. And today, for our third episode, I'm thrilled to welcome an exceptional lady. She is the head of Girl Up, a United Nations foundation, non-profit organization that Noble Panacea proudly partners with to support girls' education in science. She's acclaimed one of Fortune magazine's 40 Under 40 and feature in the Harvard International Review. Please welcome Melissa Kirby. Hi, so good Hi. to be here. Hi, Melissa. Such a pleasure to have you here. So let's start from the beginning. When did you decide you wanted to dedicate your career um, to advocating for progress and education amongst young girls? And were there one particular moment um, that was a defining moment for you? Thank you for that. Um, so I was about to graduate from college and I was going to pursue advertising. And I had this realization, I was in a, a capstone class and I thought to myself, how do I want to spend my time? How do I want to you know, dedicate my skills and my talents? Mm -hmm. Do I want to you know, help make soap for people who have enough soap so that there can be more soap in the world or whatever that is, you know? And I said, I can use these skills and talents to further a cause, to help a charity. And it just all felt right. Um, and so my first job out of school, I worked for the Red Cross. And I was able to really take that storytelling and these talents that I had built um, and put them in towards the nonprofit space. And I've been in the nonprofit industry since then. But when I remember learning about Girl Up about, oh gosh, 11 or 12 years ago mm. now, and I learned about Girl Up and I thought, this is it. You know, I had, yeah. I had loved supporting causes. It felt good, yeah. but I hadn't found my cause. And I remember how important my education was, you know, how I found my voice and my confidence through my own academics mm. and my own academic abilities. And when I learned that that was such a hard thing for girls in other places the world, in the world to have access to, I knew I wanted to, to really dedicate my time to that. And it all just clicked there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, uh, that's beautiful. At Noble Panacea, um, education in science amongst girls is really fundamental. And that's why um, we have been partnering with Girl Ups since the inception of the brand, since we launched um, at the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York in 2019. Yeah, we were so happy to be there with you. I think, you know, for Girl Up, we had just recently launched our STEM programming um, in the last year or so before that. And so um, to be at the Met, to be with Sir Fraser, and, and to see really science and women and girls coming together in this beautiful partnership. Um, we've just, we've been so grateful for the partnership ever since then. Since the start, in, indeed, it's very important for Noble Panacea to be supporting girls' education in STEM. Can you please explain why it is so key to support young girls in the field of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics? Yeah. I can't think of anything more important, actually, when it comes to education. We know that the jobs of the future, the jobs that have um, so much impact on the solutions that we need in the world mm. come from these fields, right? Yeah. From science, from engineering, from math. And we know that educating girls is a big piece of that. And so 
um, you know, we also see that there is a barrier. There are gender norms, there are stereotypes, there are biases that tell young girls at an early age, you're not cut out for this, mm -hmm. you know, just as early as when our kids go to find toys. Right. There are more science and engineering toys in the boys' sections than there are in the girls. So these ideas are planted at a very young age. And as young people you know, move into their education, as they go on to secondary school, um, in, those, in those issue areas, in those subjects, girls are just as capable. They have the skills, they have the abilities, but they start to lose their confidence hmm. as early as middle school and high school. And if you take that out to a, a really a global uh, scale, right now there's 125 million girls that aren't even in school. Hmm. And of those who are in school, especially in developing countries or in emerging markets in the global south, half of them only complete primary school. Okay. And it's secondary school where you really see those STEM skills solidified. And that's where girls start to think about college. They start to think about careers. And, and the numbers just keep getting smaller before you put the bias hmm. and the gender norms and the barriers and the stereotypes on. To take this at a global scale, 125 million girls mm -hmm. are out of school right now. Okay. And so for those that are in school, half of our girls around the world only get a primary school education. And it's really in secondary school where these STEM skills mm. and these subjects are solidified, where that confidence is built, yeah. and where girls even have the idea to dream of a career in mm. STEM. And there's another layer to this, too. When you look at Black women, when you look at Latino women or other underrepresented races, only one in 20 of them are engineers in this world. One in 20. And we also know that these are the jobs of the future, but not even just the jobs. These are the skills that we need in a complex world that we live in to be able to problem solve, to have the confidence that you are capable of putting these solutions together and contributing in this way. You know, we absolutely need girls, not just in the careers, but in the education process to get there. Yeah, and I think we've seen the importance of science uh, in the past years and how fundamental it is to and useful for for all of us so i'm very excited for you to introduce girl up now thank you um, so girl up is building transformational leaders who advance gender justice worldwide and we do that in many many ways but basically young women young leaders in secondary school and college they come together with their friends they take up the issues that they care most about mm -hmm. and they're working you know, towards an equal world where they're all empowered to really pursue their dreams. Mm -hmm. And you know, how it relates to our partnership is one of the things that we're really trying to address is the gender gap in STEM. We want girls and women to lead us forward and we know it is these fields that will actually lead the world forward. We need girls and women in those positions to be a part of that change. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. So, um, I'd Noble Panacea, the idea of mentorship is uh, very important. Sir Fraser has mentored many PhD mm -hmm. students his, in his life. And I know that at Girl Up, you have also mentorship programs. Can you please talk about that and the measurable impact of those uh, mentorship programs? Yeah, absolutely. It's pretty amazing to see uh, students reaching out to younger students and bringing 
you know, their younger peers into this work. Yeah. So you have a lot of mentorship that happens even within a club. You know, think about a, an older girl bring, reaching down to an underclassman and inviting her into the club and mm-hmm. showing her how to run it and making sure that she is a successor when she graduates and moves yeah. on. So there's that informal mentorship that happens even within our Girl Up Clubs. And then we've also recently launched a more formal mentorship program with our partners Mm -hmm. um, to really connect one-on-one to girls as they are becoming alumni of our program, but they're entering college, they're entering the work and their professions. And especially in STEM fields, they need those role models. Mm. They need somebody who, who, who charted that path. Yeah. And can help them through the challenges. And so it's been incredible to see. Um, we just had our first cohort. So we had 50 people go through the mentorship program and girls were getting internships because of the connections. And we can see the real tangible impact. And we're really excited to scale that further. That, that is amazing. Yeah. Do, do you have a mentor? <laughs> I, I would say I have a mentor. I don't know if she knows that she's my mentor, <laughs> um, but I would also say that the girls are my mentors. You know, I get to talk to our Girl Up leaders almost every day. Um, I make a point to mm. have a conversation with, whether it's a teen advisor or a club leader, w- once a week. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, I can't lead this movement without knowing where they want it to go. And so they teach me so much. I have learned more about leadership from leading alongside the young leaders of Girl Up than I probably have from anyone else. And so I would also say that I have about 150,000 mentors. (laughs) You're very lucky. (laughs) Yes, but but it's amazing because they do lead differently and they do um, push and they dream and they do it with this. Um, with this view towards how can they make this collective difference. Last year, I had the chance to be in touch with few of them, and I was actually personally impacted by their leadership and the way they express themselves and the clear vision they have. And and they are, what, between 18, 20 years old? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's it's very inspiring. The future is in good hands with them, so we need to help them get into these positions. Well, that's good news. Yeah, exactly. So Noble Panacea Technology was born in a university, Northwestern um, University in Chicago. Can you give us um, a little bit of statistics about female students in top STEM universities? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and we talked about this a little bit, but we know that girls are just systematically being moved away from these 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 fields, these subjects. And so You know, I think that as we see young women go to university and and even just looking at their intentionality around their their majors, Mm. we know that less women intend to declare majors in science. They they track in high school. They participate in the exact same number of classes. It's very equal. And when they make that decision to go on to university, their intention shifts. Mm. And so what we also see then is in these universities, when you look at the subjects like physics Mm -hmm. and math and engineering and computer science, only 20%. 20%. 20% of those graduates, you know, across all of these universities are women. And these are like global top STEM universities. 20% are women. And it's interesting because when you look at the workforce, only 28% of the workforce in these fields are women. So there's a direct correlation. Right. Um, just, I would say about 15 years ago, 15% of undergraduate degrees 
were, were pursued by women. You know, as we really started to look at these statistics, only 15% of women even pursued STEM fields for their undergraduate degrees. Mm. And so when you look at really trying to close the gap, you can see the disparity there. But we know that these are the jobs of the future. This is where the creativity and the innovation will come that will solve the problems, the pandemics, these, these issues, you know, sustainability yeah. and environmental issues. Those are all going to come hmm. from these STEM fields. We need women studying in university and moving through their career yeah to solve and these problems it, it's true that i love to look at numbers because mm -hmm. we could get a feeling that we are going into the right direction mm -hmm. but then when you hear 20 percent, that's when you realize that there are still a lot of of work to be done mm -hmm. so can you tell us a little bit about um the impact that uh, noble panacea partnership um, have had on uh, the girls community. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that we learned really early on when we launched our STEM for Social Good programming was that there are, there are not as many role models mm. for girls. And that's a huge piece of the puzzle. We need girls to see women yeah. in these roles so that they can see themselves in this role. So one of the things that we do with our programming is we highlight women in STEM. We do that through virtual events, through in-person events, you know, through storytelling and being able to see a woman maybe from your country or that looks like you or sounds like you or you can aspire. You have something to aspire to. So role modeling is a really big piece of this. And we, we learned that from our research. We heard that from our girls mm. and we said that's absolutely something that Girl Up can help with. Yeah. The other piece that um, I think is really core to how we really approach um, our STEM work and moving girls, you know, to stay in school and to study these fields and to enter this workforce is connecting it to this bigger social impact. You know, we know that the Girl Up community especially, but young people and young women really want their, their work to mean something. Mm. And so if we can connect the fact that these these social impact solutions, these global issues will be solved through STEM, that's that extra motivation and that inspiration connection that we see our girls. Hmm. It's like, aha, I can, I can do the science that I love and I can make the world better. And Girl Up just showed me an amazing woman who's also doing that and I now have a path. Right. It might be a hard path. I might be one of the only girls in my class or... I may get, I may have some biases I have to overcome and some stereotypes to push mm -hmm. through, but I have a goal and I know where I'm going. And I think that's really been what our STEM programming has been all about. They have the ability. They can learn the skills. It's the overcoming really what society has put in front mm -hmm. of them to make sure that they actually end up in those jobs and can pursue those careers so that they can be part of making those Absolutely. great solutions for us. Because there is also a misconception. Can you please explain to us the misconception that might exist when you're a 15 years old girl and you're about to decide where you're going to dedicate your career, mm -hmm. which path are you going to take? Yeah, I think there is this conception of this like dark room with the white lab coat and just a bunch of dudes sitting around and you're like, well, I don't really think that sounds like how mm -hmm. I want to spend my life. And so I think... Um, really STEM is about creativity and innovation. And 
solving things and discovering things and inventing things and that, and that really important, you know, um, just human-based design and thinking about what do people need. And so we, we really emphasize that, you know, our, our STEM for Social Good programming, we try to highlight all kinds of different aspects of science. So whether that's AI or if it's health or if it's sustainability um, or just, you know, even the basics around engineering, aerospace engineering. We love it when NASA comes and talks at right. an event, right? But it's really trying to reframe that as these are the fields where creativity can be nurtured, where you can innovate and it can be fun. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not that straightforward to imagine like you can save the world, maybe yeah. with creating a vaccine, mm-hmm. or you can could go to another planet, mm-hmm. or you could design the most beautiful building in the world. With So I think it's important to make the point that um, STEM is actually touching um, everything. jobs, everything, everything. And, and jobs that are absolutely, extremely exciting, and we need a female point of view mm-hmm. in that space. Absolutely. So um, a little bit of tip for all the optimizer parents out there. How would you prepare your children, boys or girls, in order for them to navigate the world around them? I think the biggest thing for parents is to be the introducer, right? Mm -hmm. Expose your children to everything. Don't limit them before they've even begun to dream. And I think that as parents, we see things in our kids. But let's not let that over control us, right? We can't always know our own biases. You know, we can't always control our own dreams for our children. But how do we create a space where they get to explore everything possible so that they're the ones who determine which way that goes for them? You know, I think about my own my own father, who is an engineer. He had two daughters. Mm. He pushed me into math and science. He was like, you are actually good at this and you should pursue it. Yeah. I didn't end up pursuing it as a career, but he saw that I had the ability. There yeah. was no boy around to compare to. So he just said, you can go do this. And he believed in me. And I think that that just set me up for confidence in general. And I think parents really... Um, by just having the exposure be at the center and then letting your kids show you who they are and then really supporting them through the barriers that they may or may not face in that pursuit. Right. Right. I don't know if you knew that, but Sir Fraser stood out, our founder. Um, His late wife and his two daughters are talented PhD uh, chemists. Mm -hmm. And he mentioned to me that... um, um, the female influence and contribution into a laboratory is key to success. So during the pandemic, uh, we organized digital events with Girl Up and our global brand ambassador, Jodie Comer. And I also had the chance to participate to your Girl Leadership Summit with very high profile speakers such as Michelle Obama, Meghan Markle. So can you tell us why is it important to have high-profile speakers in this type of events? I think anything that we can do to bring new eyes and to bring more exposure to the power and potential of girls mm-hmm. first, but then also these needs, right? These disparities and really the gaps that we're trying to close. Um, people like Jody and Michelle Obama and you know the champions that we work with, um, they really help us to spread our message. 
to not only recruit more Girl Up leaders, but to also really change the conversation for the communities that are then going to support those leaders. Yeah, absolutely. I, I guess it helps bringing focus on the conversation and get a little bit more more eyes on it. That's right. Um, so at Noble Panacea as an organization, we have a very diverse and rich team coming from different countries, speaking different languages, all type of ages. Um, can you tell us, because I've been in touch with the girls uh, at Girl Up and they are extremely talented. Can you tell us what they taught you and if there is one profile in particular that like really mark you um, interacting with her? Mm -hmm. I, I am learning every day from, from this community. Uh, young people today see the world a little differently mm -hmm. um, than the way that I was raised. It's, it's really about the collective. It's about how can I help others? How can I help my community? How can I help my friends? How can I help people who I have connected with, but their lives are very different than mine? Mm -hmm. And I see our Girl Up leaders put that at the front of everything that they do. It's very much driven by community. Um, those are the people I want solving the problems, by the way, right? With that that sort of um, inclusive focus. And I, I learn about how do you do that, right? Mm -hmm. How do you center others? And um, I think of... Um, one profile that that sticks out to me as a young uh, alumni of ours, her name is Winter. She's a second year in university and she has pieced together this college degree that combines neuroscience, gender studies, and political science. And I'm, oh. I'm like, that's beautiful. Yeah. And I love that you love science, that you want to understand how the brain works, mm. but that you're bringing this passion that you have for, for gender equality and for progress. And you have come up with a way to put this all together so that your university experience matches who you are and yeah. all parts of who you are. And I cannot wait to see what she does in the world that will help all of us, right? And, yeah. and it's a beautiful... I think it's just a beautiful example of how all those things can exist at once yeah. and why this is so important. Yeah, hopefully they show us the way. Uh, thank you for sharing that example. So I'm very interested. What kind of advice would you give a company that is looking to um, bridge the gap between um, the older generation and the new generation of change makers? I think the biggest advice is to be open to be changed. I think that a lot of us got to this place in our careers or we're running businesses or we're setting culture and the way that we got there worked for us. Mm -hmm. And so we feel like that is the answer. And what I have learned from our Girl Up leaders is that there are other answers and some of those are better and some of those include more people. And so, you know, my advice is to be open to where you can learn mm. and to be open to be changed. Because I think if you go into a conversation with a young person and you go in fully intending for them to teach you something you don't know, yeah. you will actually be taught that. If you go in like, oh, I'm going to kind of see how this goes and maybe I'll learn something, maybe I won't, maybe I already know everything I need to know, you're just not as open to it. And I think that the, the leaders that I see that genuinely want to understand how young people see things differently, that's where I think that bridge can really be crossed. That's an incredible advice. Thank mm -hmm. you so much. Mm -hmm.
I mean it, huh? <laughs> At Noble Panacea, our mantra is think beautifully. We have uh, the merge between um, the thought, the intellect, the science, uh, the rational, and then the irrational beauty, the beauty world, the industry we're working. Can you tell me what does it mean to you to think beautifully? I think it's beautiful. <laughs> I think that's such a, I love that mantra. And I think, you know, one of the things that I've always thought and been taught is that beauty is in the high eye of the beholder. And how do you know what is beautiful to you? You have to know yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to know your own mind and you have to be comfortable there. And that, how beautiful is that? Yeah. Um, and so I love the I love the pairing of our our beautiful minds and our beautiful outward and and being comfortable in all of those things. Amazing, beautiful. <laughs> well, Melissa, thank you so much for being here with us today, uh, for the invaluable insights you shared. Um, I'll be looking forward to your incredible work uh, and uh, all the Girl Up community. And I'm very proud to be partnering with, with Girl Up. Thank you. Thank you.